You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the cool again, stupid. Okay, what's up? Welcome to the show. It's just me today. It's just me today. Alexis is not available today. But you know what? The the, the show must go on, right, Mike? The show must go on. <laughs> no doubt. On. Mike knows, okay? So I wasn't going to say, look, Alexis couldn't make it today. So, you know, let's take a break. I'm not going to say that because the show was must always go on. So... We have a special guest today covering for Alexis. Everyone, please welcome our special guest. Please walk through the door, sir. There he is. We can, he's coming into the frame. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> please welcome <laughs> David Goss. What's up, everyone? Of MLS Extra Time. How da- you doing? Uh, David, what's up, man? Thanks so much for coming through. Thanks for having me. I feel I feel alive. To be in the heart of Midtown, <laughs> like I got off the train to come here and I was like, I lo- I thought, I'm in it. I, I, for a second, I felt like you thought I invited you to a therapy session. <laughs> it, you walk in, it feels like a dentist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've... I just got healthcare. Congratulations to hey. me. Or decent healthcare. So I'm starting to build up my pro. I wouldn't have known that reference, the dentist reference, uh-huh. a few months ago. Okay, so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel really proud that I can even drop Well, that. you know what? A lot of our English fans will know exactly what that yeah. experience is like. Yes. 100%. 100%. <laughs> All of our listeners in Burnley are very jealous of you. They're right very now. jealous. Yeah. They are very jealous. Listen, you guys have great things. <laughs> Otherwise. Uh, what's good, everybody? Welcome uh, to the cool again. Thank you so much, everybody here uh in the chat joining us uh some people in the chat are calling it extra extra time all What's right up? <laughs> Yay, i like that reference i appreciate that yep. hi michael by the way michael raymond that's a lot of excitement for me okay yeah no a lot of people here are, are big fans of you I appreciate uh so that. look some people are calling you david boss okay so i just just so there's gonna be a lot of weird uh jokes and uh, th- we we have like a cooligans like glossary that i think we should be giving our guests at this yeah. point but uh, that goes back to a thing that Alexis used to do, I guess, when, with his friends in school, where when if if, if somebody did something poorly, like t- t- took a shot in basketball, they'll mm-hmm. say like, oh, look, check out uh, Blattrick Bluing or something like that. Okay. And <laughs> so uh, they started incorporating that into our chat. So okay. they just add bees to, uh, to, to things or whatever. So, OK, now, I'll you know, take, now <laughs> I know, now I know. Um, Speaking of Cooligans references, I saw on the way here, I listened to the show from last week just to get myself hyped up. Sure, sure. You made a low-key random story reference of collecting vials up. 
as a child, and it just got completely passed over. Like, Do you have some stuff you want to talk about? I'm just saying, look, the stuff that we reveal on this show is sometimes so ridiculous that it does, the me picking up and collecting little crack, empty crack vials yeah. doesn't doesn't even scratch like the surface. Doesn't even just tick. blow right past. Nobody's there. like, well, okay, yeah, that's a common Brooklyn upbringing. Okay, okay. <laughs> so no, there's nothing to reveal. No, I'm, I'm just saying it sounded like maybe someone. You needed a shoulder. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you might need someone to talk to, so I'm here for you. No, I mean, I've, I've, I've already paid for the years of therapy okay. that I've needed. Uh, I'm not going to put that burden on you. You okay. know what I'm saying? As a New York Jew, I was born a therapist, so I'm always here for you. you know, okay, you good to know. Yeah. All right. I thought it was stand-up comedian, because most of my friends are uh, Jewish uh, comedians. I think those, well, I guess they don't make more money. Uh, uh, no, 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 it's pretty no, much this the same. Is, It's a little more disappointing to the family. Probably, then. yeah. So, uh, Oh, uh, uh, shout out to David Goss. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Easy cool again, buddy. Uh, yes, this is obviously a big week in Major League Soccer yeah. uh, because, uh, I, you know, we were I, I was uh, watching extra time with uh, with Mike uh, just to, you know, just like just like you were doing your your homework and your research and, you know, l listening to my crack vial stories. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing some opposition research okay. on you, uh -oh. and actually, no, no, but um, it, it there is something kind of um, you know, I asked uh, on Twitter, I asked the question, is MLS cool now? Yeah, because there's something to how the you know we all know the product, mm -hmm. but there's something to how it was broadcast, how it was displayed this weekend, uh, obviously on Apple TV, that made it feel like all right, like now people are gonna start. Hitting us up like, yeah, it's less well, embarrassing. Yeah, how do I get in on this yeah. Major League Soccer thing? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it was a pretty big step compared to forever else. <laughs> like, yeah, it was less awkward to watch games where you're like, I was visiting my wife's family and you know they come in and it's not like, oh, what's this high school stream that you're watching right, right. right now? <laughs> it looks like a professional sporting <laughs> event, which is a pretty big big uh, step and. The thing about MLS, and um, you know, people always hit us up. How do I get so and so into MLS? What do yeah, I yeah. do? The games are cool, right? Going to the games are cool already. Like I think we've reached that point in most markets. Maybe not all the markets, and we can talk about that sure, later. Yeah. <laughs> but in most markets, going to the games are cool. So it felt like, yeah, what Apple did, which was sort of just put a decent platform together to like allow that to shine, right. was really cool. I felt like most games came in. With fan shots, TIFOs, Timber Joey doing his thing, like all the cool parts of the game. And then they laid out and let that sort of build. And it's like, yeah, it, it felt like this was the product that people would hit you up about. Yeah, it, it felt like there was, and not to suggest that there wasn't any uh, thought or care put to how the product was delivered. But the, it, it definitely felt it uh, just, a, just a little bit more, uh, just that to like another level. Yeah. Just like we... We just want to make sure we're showing kind of, um, you know, because uh, respect to the league, because one of the complaints a lot of people have about MLS is like, oh, it's, it, it, you know, it's 25, six years old. Nobody uh, it has no history. And then it's like, but then when I'm like, when I meet like a, a crew fan right. or Revs fan yeah. that was like been following the team since they were a little kid, I'm like, you can't. There's There are people who really, really treasure and and value the league and its history and that's what it felt like this yeah. weekend was it's like just an acknowledgement of what it took just to get to this point yeah and and i think one of the things and um everyone i think feels this way in a lot of different walks of mls of you know 
fans that put together the TFOs songs. I think a lot of people at clubs feel this way. The stadiums is you've built a lot of it up and you just need it to be presented in the right way. Like it's there. It wasn't that Apple had to recreate the league in the last two weeks. They just had to put a product that or allowed it to be presented properly. And Money helps that. Yeah, money. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> Not <laughs> what a bad thing. Two point five billion. Yeah. I think uh, over ten years. That, that that'll that'll get you uh, out that's of bed. The, that's the metal art deal, right? <laughs> exactly. We all. Everybody knows what we're getting that's paid. That's DraftKings money. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's all public information. What the Cooligans get paid is all good. Um, I love this. Uh, Justin Friedberg just said something about if MLS is cool, then you can call me Miles Davis, which I love. Nice. Uh, so no, there's a um, there is something. Yeah, look, it was it was great. We were. Ooh. Board Martin, Alexis looks different today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough one, but not the worst one. <laughs> it's not I'm that not, far off. You're either insulting or complimenting yeah. someone, and I can't tell who. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, look, the, uh, a lot to uh, go over. And obviously, this is going to be an MLS-heavy episode um, and, and very specific to uh, you know some of the things that happened this weekend. But And I think we should just start... And, uh, and get it out of the way because Austin FC and St. Louis uh, City, uh, St. Louis had their first uh, game. And and I was happy to see not only look, I, I think a lot of people didn't expect St. Louis no. to win. Um, but, I, you know, have you ever met Lutz Fenn in Steel? I have met him. Should I out myself right here? I have met him one time. Yeah. Uh, it was at All Star last year in Minnesota. Okay, OK. He was leaving for a flight. I was in the inverse where I was coming home at the end of the night. Right. So if you think about when flights normally are, the hours were a little bit odd. It was at the end of All Star. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> on well, we interviewed, Alex and I interviewed Lutz Fanestil, who is the sporting director for St. Louis City. Um, and that's actually the second time we've met him because we met him in Germany when we were Ooh. on a Bundesliga trip and he was the... Um, he was the sporting director for Hoffenheim. No, Dusseldorf. Okay. Yeah. So, wow, you guys go way back. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance you guys are going to get signed to an MLS next pro contract <laughs> based off how he operates. He likes to go back in and figure his guys out. So, uh, but when we first met him, and I remember the Bundesliga uh, people were like, "You got this guy's an interesting guy. You got to meet yeah. him. Um, he's a sporting director for Dusseldorf, but he also." He has like the the record for. He's played on the most continents. Yes, he's professionally. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not. You might know this better than me. Did he? He played for like an Antarctica team that they made up. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I somewhere. wouldn't put it past him. No, though. I think that part may have been a bit more gimmicky <laughs> and less competitive. But we interviewed him. You could go back and listen to our episode with him. He's just a truly fascinating yeah. guy, and like a. Uh, not not weird, not a weird person, but just so- someone who's just like you could tell, so obsessed with football. Yeah, and and the fact that you know the fact that we met him in Germany and now he's here <laughs> is just like it already is, ridiculous. Yeah. But that's kind of where I was like, man, this 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 weird, strange man is going to make bring some success to this expansion club, yeah. and that's why I'm like not doubting. St. Louis, as much as I, uh, you know, I know you guys, when, whenever you guys put out your predictions. It's always rough. It's always rough. And I'm sure some it's people in the chat. One. Is anyone I, mad about anything? Is anyone, has anyone see. in the chat laminated their uh, extra time yeah. predictions? Uh, <laughs> I, and it's funny because I, I've said this, I think, once or twice over the weeks. But I picked them last yeah. in the West because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know where else to put them. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't. So with MLS. If you have an, a way you play and you try hard every game, you're going to win. Like, there are other teams that don't do that. 
Okay. That is a bar that you can pass. Do you want to name these teams? <laughs> I think it's the start of the episode, so we'll get into it as we get there. So um, shout out to San Jose Earthquake for sending me this, by the way. They did a really good job. Not one of those teams. Okay, good, good. Not right now. Not anymore is the point. So I think St. Louis won't be as bad as the last place team in the West because they have a way they play, and I think they're going to work hard as a team. The question, though, is how much higher can they get? And that I wasn't sure. Of. Right, right, right. So that's where the lack of like confidence comes from in picking them. But not shocking to me that they could get a result like that. Or not sho- they won't shock me if they finish ninth or 10th in the West. If they got higher than that, I'd be completely surprised. Right, yeah. It, just, it, it definitely was, uh, you know, just after a few minutes into the game, you're like, all right, they, they don't yeah. look out of place. No. I mean, most expansion teams looking are look. They look like they're still like learning each other's names yeah. on the on the pitch, and it was the complete opposite. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, seeing even seeing the um, uh, Tim Parker score the first goal. Um, the did you see the the tweet or I think it was an Instagram. He he celebrated he having with a kid his baby. with, yeah. with the, he did the baby uh, celebration thing, um, and he he they I think posted the text conversation I think with his wife. And he said, like, if I score, I'm going to be just oh, celebrating. Nice. And she was, like, super I right. did it. That's amazing. <laughs> that was cool. I, I did. So on MLS 360, it's Bradley Wright Phillips and Sasha Kleschen who both played with him. Yeah. And it was not clear that they knew he was having a kid. Okay. <laughs> and, like, they didn't say, but they kind of like, oh, look, the celebration. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those funny things because once you, I think it was Steve Birnbaum who did it a few years ago. Okay, yeah. Where they had not told people. Right, so it was and like it was act- like the and it was not clear that his wife knew he was gonna do it. <laughs> like it was like I'm having a kid. I'm gonna yell it from the mountaintops, <laughs> and then did it on his own. So it's it's an interesting move. I I respect sure. it. Sure. I I uh, when uh, my wife and I did our uh, baby announcement, uh, that was my idea. I was like, let's uh, we'll do you know. I, I'll I, go score a goal. I'll go score a goal <laughs> in like my Sunday league, yeah. and I'll do that, and I'll get somebody to film it or whatever. Uh, and I, and that was the plan for literally weeks. And I was like, it's going to happen. I could not score I a goal for my life. <laughs> could not <laughs> score a goal. Well, I'm just like, you know what? We're going to have to just fake this whole thing. <laughs> okay. We're going to make a little production out of it. Would it not be cheaper to try and pay an opponent? To let you score one goal, I than mean, to pay a bunch of actors to come and be. I, t- I have too many morals to do it. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, I'm not going to get caught up in some Juventus scandal. No, no match fixing <laughs> here. Yeah. This isn't Barcelona. We don't pay the refs. One point four. Okay, but when your child gets older, I'm going to tell your child that your dad didn't have the commitment <laughs> to pay for you. For you, you not, know, not. I just look. I just, I'm just impressed that you're going to be in my child's life, David. <laughs> in a bunch of years? I actually thought I was Uncle David. I thought we had already established that. Thank you that. so much for making such a commitment to my family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you do godparents? Can I get in the running for that? Yeah, that's. I was just talking with my wife about that. Yeah. My wife is Jewish. She grew okay. up Jewish. She doesn't really practice, but she, she's like, what? Shout out to the non-practicing tribe. <laughs> she, but she uh, said, she was like, do we have to like pick godparents? Yeah, because we don't do we, that. Yeah, you don't do that. So I'm, I'm just surprised that she's even asking me yeah. like the, the you know I, I grew up catholic but you know i'm just which over. is a it's a big thing for you it it, it is but i'm like a raging atheist now okay. i mean like <laughs> I, I learned my lesson this is all yeah, i'm yeah, done yeah. With. you're done okay <laughs> so this should go really well for you guys so i, I mean i'll do i'll get godparents for the vibes whatever yeah. like it's a good it's a good deal right have you talked about hebrew names 
this is not a thing you're going to do, but I'm going to teach you about it. Go for it. So it's like old school naming style. Mm -hmm. And you can hear some of it modern day in Arabic. Um, your son of is your last name. Right. So like your kid would be have a Hebrew name and then they'd be Ben, which means son of you. And then V, which would be son of her. Yeah. So you get in there. So you could be. Okay. The, and your kid would probably be the first Ben Christian. <laughs> I think. I think that would be pretty dope. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting thing because um, during the World Cup, when we were uh, talking about Croatia and, yeah. and a, a lot of the uh, players, their names end in itch. Okay. I, and I see almost all of them. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's like always kind of a thing, like, oh, itch, every, yeah. all their names on the itch. Itch, itch, sorry. It's always yeah. a thing. And then I learned that they, uh, in, in Croatian, it's the same thing. No way. Itch means, I didn't know that. It means like it's, it's of. Yeah. So it's like um, the way um, in the Spanish see? names have Martinez. Yeah. A lot of names and then EZ. It's like S, of. Of Martin. Of Martin. Of whatever. Wow. So it's the same exact thing. It's just in a different in language. Their version. And and then when you think about other names, that we're like, they're all all, all our names are well, exactly like that. So all the Scandinavians are daughters and sons, right? Magnus Sin. Yes, yes. And Hans daughter. Hans, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So if especially if you do if you watch a lot of women's soccer, obviously Icelandic, Norwegian, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so like I did college I do college soccer. There's like a million Icelandic players who are all daughters. And there's like 18 daughters on the field. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it until one person. I was like, you guys all have the same name. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think you're so witty about it? They're like, why do you all have the same name? And they're like, well, it means <laughs> daughter. Of, and you're like, oh, wow. It's, so I, I didn't know the Croatian one, though. That's a good one on the list. See, yeah. that's why soccer is the best. Soccer is the greatest <laughs> sport great. in the we world. We just learned Bro, so learn much. Everybody in the chat is like, thank you. Everybody. Oh, I was hoping they weren't. I wanted to go look to make sure they weren't saying, how did you not know that? <laughs> and look, and Justin Freeberg in the chat just said, David, why is the best bagel and why is it the correct answer and everything bagel? Yeah, interesting. Hmm, this might be is might that your vote? Everything? Uh, uh, no. Um, that's my uh, vote. I'm that's your vote? Bagel guy. Everything, because sure. now uh, whole wheat's become a thing. No. no. Plain everything, cream cheese. Okay, so I'm a cream cheese and tomato guy. I'll throw that out there right now. I just okay. think the tomato brings something to the table. Sure. This is definitely a, you know, this is an Alexis uh, or an Alexis conversation. <laughs> well, I'll put my take down and then he can respond <laughs> in the future and we'll have a, a long running seventh month I'm, conversation. I'm like, I love cinnamon raisin. Oh, God. Mess with cinnamon raisin. No, Big don't. fan. Uh, and also, and also ses ses sesame and poppy. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, but well, this hurts because I'm a sesame guy. Okay. But you being cinnamon raisin and being sesame makes me worry about my take. <laughs> I love a pumpernickel bagel as well. Okay. Um, so if I can get some pumpernickel in there. I had to bring bagels to my in-laws in Maryland this weekend, and I go and order them. Her mom eats salt bagels, which okay, I don't really no, I've heard of these. I've heard of these. Yeah, but, like, the bagel is in salt. You make a bagel in salt. Right, right. So you don't need, you don't need more. the additional salt. <laughs> and then the rest of them go everything, which I respect and I'm proud of them for. Okay. Uh, but my wife's a big whole wheat everything person. Which has converted me. There's there's flavor in there. It's it, it adds. It doesn't take away. Okay. All right. So it's pretty good. But everything bagels. I like the everything. Like, I'll put that on every. Well, that was cliche. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get out of that one. That train was coming at me faster than I could react. 
Uh, but yeah. All right. Uh, let's okay. Let's move on. Um, the oh well, okay. So I, I do want to. We were talking about uh, we got into Lutz Fan and Steel yeah. and the whole thing. But, St. Louis. But St. Louis. We have to talk about the play. And right? we have to talk about the play. Okay. Kip Kip Keller passes the ball back to former teammate. R.I.P. Kip Keller. Because <laughs> okay. it was a tough night. It was a rough uh, rough go. But yeah. look, uh, did you see Diego Fagundes and his? Uh, he he put out a a, a tweet Saying in, in we support. Need to support. Yeah. To support. I've we, seen actually. We all make mistakes. Articles come out from Austin FC fans saying right. we have to support. And look, and look, I've been to, I've been to Austin yet. Yeah, it's uh, great. I, I mean, one of the I mean game day experiences for. Yeah. I mean, I was at the first game and it was lit. Show look, off. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. see, this is by the way why I want to come on the show because you guys get free. <laughs> you get so much more free stuff. You guys get invited to everything. I'm just like I'll be there, and you're like, oh, you're also there. I'm like, this is my big invite. And you're like, this is one of the things the cooligans are at. So maybe I'll be. Let's go to the St. Louis home. Okay, opener. you know what? You're on the show. That's it. You yeah. Uh, Give so. me a free. Stop, please <laughs> give me. Um, but you know, and, and even in that game, they, there was no goal scored, and yeah. it was still like uh, unbelievably intense. And they've only sh- uh, shown that and grown that throughout, uh, you know, as, as since I was there. But there, there's a certain feeling, and that, this is what I thought St. Louis was going to go through, which was the, at least intimidation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and thought they would be a little bit nervous that day playing against that team with uh, uh that fan base, yeah. uh, there and. Uh, who was uh, Cascante, right? Who got hurt? Yeah. Kip Keller comes in, uh, and you know, I mean, I don't know if, if the moment was too big for him or whatever. I don't know if you, yeah, I don't. This is guy on on, on TikTok called Mister Go Ninety. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy. Yeah. He, he like uh, when anybody do, does a bad play, usually like in NFL, he'll do like a coaching session, like watching the a coach watching the game tape, and he'll always say like. Oh, the moment was too big for him. <laughs> Look, you can see him. He pissed down his leg. <laughs> it's like a common thing. And that's the first thing I thought well, of. Well, it, <laughs> it got worse and worse and worse because it went from it, he was marking Tim Parker mm-hmm. on the goal. Then he passed back to Jared Stroud. Yeah. And then Klaus, who was my guy. I love Klaus. Who, who I just realized he's a Ger- German, Brazilian. Brazilian German. Yeah. I don't even think he speaks German. Oh, okay. Okay. Like he's He looks it. A hundred, and he sounds it too, right? Yeah, no, but there's that whole. We can keep getting into our geopolitical or whatever. He lives in that region of of Brazil where it's like all Germans. So if you ever go to Brazil, all the beer comes from the same state in the south, like near Porto Alegre, which is where all the Germans live. And there's parts of it where they speak German, like in areas of Brazil, which is like, come on, you live in Brazil. He's part of that, and then he went to Germany, but maybe he learned it there. I don't know. We had a conversation about it, and I can't remember. Super nice guy. Mm-hmm. We interviewed him at Media Marketing, and I chatted with him for a while, and he was like super nice, really excited. He had moved a lot. If you look at his – he's one of those Wikipedias where it's like, you know, all the little arrows for loans out under right, every right, name. Right. He had been on loan. Like, he had moved eight different times in the last three years, and he just was done with it. So he came here for this. And obviously, Lutz had that background. Yeah, where he dude. Knew him. I think he brought him to Hoffenheim originally. So they've like no. He he's known about him for years, uh, and it's a great goal. But where else is he going? Think about it. The play, like he goes down the right side of the box, isolated. Kip Keller overruns oh, him, doubt, and he yeah. cuts back. And it's like the only place he can score is cutting back. And that was where it was like it went from bad to worse to even worse. Yeah, I felt so bad for him. And I felt for him. The other issue is the other center back was playing in his first ever MLS game in Leo Weissman next to him. 
they lost their starter last year because Gabrielson wanted to go home and be near his family and whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't just him, I think. It was a bad situation to right. get stuck in. It probably helped St. Louis that he was on the, I don't know that St. <laughs> well, Louis yeah, would have You know, they targeted a yeah. particular defender. Uh, and then so th- there was this um, meme that I <laughs> found on Reddit, which is great. Uh, and it just it just it's the uh, yeah. Pam from the office. And uh, when she's looking at the two pictures and in the top one says, Kip, the team needs you to uh, the fi- needs you to find the differences between this picture and this picture. And one picture is of um, is Jared Stroud wearing an Austin FC Uniform oh. and the other is with a St. Louis uh, <laughs> uniform, and then the, the obviously Pam is saying they're the same picture. Uh, and, and I want to talk about the play in particular because uh, Stroud obviously played for Austin FC last year, didn't play that much, but clearly, uh, it, also Kip Keller didn't play that much no, either. Didn't. Um, so it, I think it was a big moment, I think, for both of them, yeah. But you can see Stroud, uh, and when you watch the replays over and over, he is. He had his hands down. He does. We, we always uh, we, we talk about this all the time that it's a common uh, uh, we say it's usually the Argentinians that do yeah. this is that when they don't receive a ball that they should receive, whatever, whether it's a tap in, whether it's just a great opportunity, they point at their feet mm-hmm. in their very angry manner. And Shroud kind of did that. He was like, hey, I'm open, yeah. I'm open. Uh, and and Keller passed him the ball in, you know, in the 18 yard box and w- which was effectively just like a, a, a tap in, um, you know, and, and it was just an absurd moment. And and, and I think it's a, it's embarrassing for Kip Keller. It, even, it felt almost a little even embarrassing for Stroud as well. So That's what I was going to ask. Where do you fall on the was Jared Stroud on unex- like, are you mad at Jared Stroud? I'm not mad at him, but uh, so in, in extra time, you guys brought up the and I've not, I haven't had this conversation with anyone, but you guys brought up like that. Maybe this is like against the rules. So or, don't say you guys. I don't want to all get okay, looped okay. in. Doyle very specifically wanted to bring up that there was a rule against this, which feels like a narc move. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all say Do- Doyle's a cop. We yeah, all say exactly. That. <laughs> um, so they specifically wanted to bring up that rule. I think what Jared Stroud did was wrong. And I don't think that a ref should be involved in fixing it. I think the laws of the land and ecosystem yeah. should solve it. Next, the if next you game. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was I was shocked he got through that game. Quite honestly. Yeah. And like not trying to encourage people to hurt people or whatever, no, but no. I know me. Awesome Austin FC fans. They were throwing stuff when he yeah. got off the off the pitch, and yeah. they were booing him. They were booing and like, him. A lot. He did the full lap because he went off the other side. Right. Right. And again. This is a guy who used to play for them, was yeah. on their inaugural team, was in the expansion draft. Like right. he technically goes back as far as any Austin <laughs> FC player can. It's only a year. Two Austin years. FC legend, Jared Stroud. We all know that. The, the tradition and culture and history you're talking about. Um, and they were, yeah, they were furious at him. And I would be too. And if I was on St. Louis, or, or sorry, on Austin, I would have said something and I probably would have done something. Yeah. I don't think the ref should make a call because of it, but it. It is clear that he tried to take advantage. There's like some defense, which is he's actually in a line with Stuver. Mm-hmm. So if Keller was playing back to Stuver and just didn't notice him, he would have been in the same spot. So there's a world in which you could argue he wasn't actually playing to Stroud. I don't think that's real. No, no. But it's, I mean, he clearly, uh, you know, Keller is, is, I mean, it's just one of those things where you're, you're just not fully, fully focused yeah. and paying attention to what you hear. And you're like, oh, my teammate's there. Also, you don't think right. the guy on the other team <laughs> who you played with for two years is going to do that. And I I would be, I have never asked this before, so now I'm going to start asking players. But, like, I'm curious if at a pro level if other people have ever experienced that. Because I 
have never really been in a game where that's happened at like that level. And I would be shocked if, I don't know, you think Henri went to Barcelona and then played Arsenal and was calling for the ball. Right. Like it feels like a weird thing I to got, do. I got yellow carded in a game once for yelling when somebody was going to take a shot. Yeah. And that one that's, I've seen. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's a rule. This one doesn't, it's hard to. Uh, it's the same concept. I think the rule is the same rule. Like one of the ones I said that I've seen is, when like a ball goes back and you're charging the goalkeeper, people will scream and go like, ah, right. That's also a, a foul or a card or whatever. I think they all come out of the same, like, but yeah. now you're getting into like British nobility. Things, <laughs> right. Cause that's probably where those rules come from. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. It, that it, Netflix show where everyone was a <laughs> coal miner playing soccer. It's a, it's an interesting conversation. I mean, um, I, I, in a weird way, it almost feels like um, most um, American soccer fans may not be even. I didn't know about the rule, but yeah. like you couldn't yell. It, it took me. It took me doing that to. I'm like, <laughs> let me look up rule forty four point whatever. I'm like, yo, he's right. I wasn't supposed the to. The ref takes out the bug. He's like folding through. So it, it's a it's an interesting like nuanced conversation. But you know, I feel bad for Kip Keller because it's all it's just gonna be like, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. I'm sure it was in a not top ten or something like that. Well, and. So what's funny as well is I've known Jared for a while because mm -hmm. he played for Red Bulls too, which is my favorite team in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, All right. Red Bulls. Not a Red, <laughs> Red Bulls, Bulls fan. <laughs> Only Red Bulls too. I don't go past. Well, now they're in MLS Next Pro, so we'll see. Um, and he's a good guy. Yeah, and yeah. like I've seen him grind through his career. He works hard. Call he's him right now. Positions. Ask him why. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And the funny part connected to it is his brother, who just signed with Red Bulls as a homegrown yeah. and actually played this weekend out of Duke, I've covered him in youth settings where he's been a bit of like a, oh yeah I don't what's my cursing level on that you can curse that man he's been a bit of a shit starter yeah, like yeah. he's and like some wild situation <laughs> and anytime I tell Jared about it, he goes that sounds like Peter so he like has thrown it on him like <laughs> I wouldn't you know that's him that's his side of the family uh, and uh, now he caught himself in this which I thought was a little bit odd yeah I mean look I I'm sure uh, St Louis fans are. Happy Jared Stroud's on there too. They're they like, whatever. Care. Like, I mean, you saw even the away fans there were like, they were stoked. It was yeah. great. Um, but look, nonetheless, an an entertaining game. I think one of the more entertaining uh, games out yeah. of the out of the weekend. Five goals. Helps. Five goals uh, doesn't hurt. Um, there were also five goals in the Union game against Columbus Crew. Um, the Wait, can I just say real quick before we get there? Mike Thomas right. said Austin knocked him out of his survivor pool. I, my my friends are doing one as well, mm -hmm. but you got to pick three teams, and almost everyone picked Austin as one of theirs and lost. What's the how how does a survivor pool work? I don't know the so rules. It's like an old it's an NFL thing normally, yeah, yeah. which is you pick a team every week. You can't pick the team again once you've picked them. Got it. So if your team wins, you move to the next round, but you can't pick the Steelers again the rest of the year. Gotcha. So you have to figure out like how to save teams. My friend is doing one. He made up for people for friends where you pick three every week. One has to go through, and then, like, at the end, you'll also have a total comp winner. So Austin at home against St. Louis was, like, a safe bet yeah, for a, a lot of people. <laughs> and you can pick teams more than once because MLS has too many weeks right, plus right. too many teams. There's too much going on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so everyone picked Austin and also lost. So I feel for you, Mike. Okay. Um, so the uh, the union, real quick, uh, I mean, they look great. I mean, a lot of people are saying that they're probably the favorites yeah. to go back to the MLS Cup 
final. You were at the MLS Cup final, and I haven't gotten to uh, yeah. uh, speak to you about this. Uh, just real quick, before we talk about the, the, this season, what was that game like? Because we, Alexis and I were going to go, and we were at the Eastern Conference final. But yeah, we, we hung out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were like, uh, well, should we go? I'm like, uh, it, it was one of those, like, we've been traveling so much. Yeah. Uh, I think we had If Je- NYC had won, you would have gone. We probably, yeah, yeah, we would have gone. Um, but it was like, oh, maybe it would be nice to take a break. You know, we had just got back from Germany. And oh, then, man. then life is so then hard <laughs> to be the Cooligans again. I'm on the show now. Invite me to stuff. So I've never been to Germany. I like schnitzel. I like sauerkraut. Invite me. Okay, that's it. We got to get you on the on the you know the agenda. Um, the but that game. Why yeah. was it? Why was it? I mean, it was unbelievable. But what what was the experience like for you? Oof, it was wild. And I would say to obviously the goal, the end. Yeah. But the beginning. The 3252 full smoke at a level I've never seen them at. And it was, I like, I think I was standing, I don't know who I was standing with, where I looked at it and was like, it feels like I'm in Argentina. Right. right. Like it felt past MLS at that point. And you talked about MLS being cool. Like LAFC is one of those teams you're around where you're like, oh yeah, MLS is cool. Like people want to be here. Without a doubt. Yeah. Right. And so when you're in that building, it feels that way. When, People are wearing their colors. And in the city, the whole week, it felt like a big deal that it was happening. People cared about it. People were, were psyched. So that was like the start. And then just to hang out and watch the game. And, you know, we did a post-game show. And I was standing like with Doyle and Weeby and I right. think Charlie Davies. And we're going to have to analyze the game after. And you're trying to like talk about stuff. And it wasn't that. It was just like individual moments and greatness. And there wasn't like weak links or failures or ideas. It was literally just players showing up to be like at their best in the biggest moments and so it was pretty amazing and then i was down in that corner um where yeah, which I, I see the uh, yeah. photos and the videos and, uh, and your guys's reaction when they re- they ran to your corner yeah, yeah I, and, and so we also had i think jack elliott scored the third goal to go up yeah. on the other side but the philly fans the away fans at the Bank of California Stadium, they put them in the upper deck all the way on the end, which is on the same side that Bale scored on. Like it's on. So Elliot did the full field run and they all celebrated there. So that was the side we were on as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Philly bench was in front of us. Jim Curtin's like 40 yards on the field. He's <laughs> celebrating. So it was like we experienced that moment. Mm-hmm. And then you have the equalizing goal and you have the Bale goal. You just had like everything go on. And the place just erupted and was wild. So it was pretty epic. Um, and it was hard to digest after. Like, we did a post-game show. We got back mm-hmm. to the hotel, and everyone was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Literally. it's like you just got hit in the face with all of it. Um, and it was wild, yeah. Yeah, but it was truly one of the, I mean, it was definitely one of the greatest MLS games I've ever seen. And you got I mean, people were arguing for, for months about, uh, is it the best game ever? Uh, but it, it, it was one of the... I mean, the regret of like not coming to that was yeah. was, was brutal, but it was still it, it, it did feel like a a you know one of the things I I because I, I've been to the last few uh, MLS Cups, there was something about watching it on TV and then experiencing it online with everyone else, mm-hmm. and the the one thing I appreciated was like um, you, you know you don't outside of like the Super Bowl and and some maybe, I don't know Monday Night Football or something like that, you don't get the like. Everyone is in America is doing the same the thing. The collective right now. feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not to say that that's what was happening in Canada. Canada. Shout out Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the MLS Cup final and then the first weekend on Apple TV. Yeah. 
that it felt yeah. like, whoa, everybody I know is kind of doing the same, For sure. uh, same thing. So that was, did feel pretty cool. The so uh, the Philadelphia Union uh, dominated Columbus yeah. Crew. Uh, it's the you know then the the goal from uh, or the the pass from uh, Joaquin uh, Torres Sorry, to yeah. to uh, Carranza uh, was. It, it did. I mean, look. It feels like Philadelphia Union are the you know coming in with the most frustration and anger sure. into this season, and they're not gonna you know take it easy uh, and, lightly on some of these teams. And some years we come in. I think NYCFC has been in this combo right in the past, where it's like, well, NYC, Atlanta, Gal. Like, there's a bunch of teams at the top together. It feels like Philly, and then a gap, and then everyone else. Right. Because even LAFC lost so many pieces they we you know chicho arango is gone we still don't know like they're gonna fill in their roster and i picked lafc to win the west because i learned last year i didn't actually pick them to make the playoffs last year wow. which was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> that john thorrington's really good at putting rosters together and right. steve trunzel will react to it so like i don't think there's any doubt that lafc will build up their roster but where we sit right now no one's close to philly and it's tough because how do you maintain the edge if one it gets easy or two it's just been a lot of years for philly like from this goes back to 2020 now of supporter shield yeah. getting further in the playoffs than ever before then getting to an eastern conference finals then getting to an mls cup so you worry that at some point will they lose their edge so to smack Columbus <laughs> after going down 1-0 in the first game, I think it was a pretty good sign that they won't. I, I love this from Mike Thomas, who's a, a Union supporter. He says, I'm, spir I'm spiraling yeah, just I'm from the recap. <laughs> I felt that as we were doing it, and you brought it up. And I, I was like, this was a combo about how Philly's good, but let's go back into You know what? We, it just shows the growth, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, when I talked to Andre Blake before the season, he like didn't shy away from talking about it. But you could tell that he was still sitting on it. Like, yeah. it was first in his memory. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. It's so, that, that's a tough one. He's a, do you follow Andre Blake on TikTok? I do not. He has a TikTok. He, do, he dances with his yeah. family and everything. Andre Blake's a good guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's a good dude. I'm just saying, he's, on, he's just on a new, like, a new arc. He's, yeah. not, he's not trying to care what people, he's a family man. It's, it's going to be the, uh, <laughs> when they win MLS Cup, it's going to be a video that starts with the, like, I fought through adversity. <laughs> I came through everything. Dark shadows. Bro, yeah, like yeah. a nice, you know, fan cam. Yeah, a nice, yeah. real hard edit. Uh, no, so they, uh, no, they, but they look great. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, when you talk about, teams that have a lot of turnover and Philadelphia Union is not one of those. No. They like, yeah, everybody's back. Everybody's uh, furious. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like they're going to be, uh, yeah, I, I would have to say favorites in the Eastern Conference. I uh, think favorites across the league and it would be cool if they could win CCL. I think that'd be special. Okay. And we kind of moved past that. I think with Seattle winning it, we're not all like, I don't think other fans are going to root for Philly to win CCL. Sure. But I think it'd be cool with a non DP heavy squad, right? Like what Seattle did, Great build, top to bottom, good roster, but Rui Diaz, Nico Lodero, like those are the guys who carry that. Right, right. With Philly, it's not that. And so it would be cool to see them do it, you know, in a way that's different. And I think it would elevate MLS even more in the sure. region. It, it would have elevated do MLS it. if uh, Sounders could have done something at the Club World I Cup. Know. That would have been nice too. Even, I mean, just Sounders against Real Madrid would have been so cool. I mean, even if they got like, Sounders beating Al Hali would have been cool because I would have gone to all my Egyptian spots and been like, what's good now? <laughs>
<laughs> What's up, Top Cafe? What do you want? <laughs> but that didn't happen. Okay. Uh, oh, I have to. I have to do this, and uh, I should have told you beforehand. But we're contractually obligated to mention that everybody here needs to chill uh, with uh, a cold course light. Yeah, David got one hundred percent. So that's how we. That's how me and the David. Blue, that's why we're wearing blue for the Blue Mountains. Exactly, and the, you know what happens is that when the when the when a course light is cold enough, what happens? You see the mountains. The, the mountains blue. show up yeah. right on the beer. So it's a good. It's a good move. It's a good sign. So yeah. some people who may not know if it is cold enough. Okay, so uh, look, the mountains on the bottle can even turn blue. Uh, when your beer is cold enough, uh, that way you always know when it's time to chill. When it's time to relax, just open a course Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Mark your calendar for some quality time with Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash cooling. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's someone about to... I, I, I wish we could, we could have coordinated yeah. that. Just a nice... Because co- someone's out there, and I <laughs> yeah. thought it was Drizzly with Coors Light. That nice. would be amazing. <laughs> I would be blown away if that was how you guys did things. Oh, my God. Okay, look, Douglas uh, in the chat said, Christian has to make our Metal Lark and Coors Light overlords happy. Get that money. <laughs> That's it. Shout out to Douglas, by the way, legend. Absolute legend. But uh, also pulls me into things I don't care about, like <laughs> college football and F1 all the time on social media. I'm like, oh, what's this whole threat? And I'm like, oh, I don't care about this. <laughs> you know what? You know, you get to, like, I mean, F1, I'm like, I, I, because everyone else is so curious. Are you in? I'm not in, in, yeah. but I'm like, I watched uh, a, a couple of the episodes yeah. on Netflix thing. I'm like, all right, I see it. So, see wait, it. do you respect the, and you guys are probably going to talk about this. So, one of the things with the F1 is the new season's out. Mm-hmm. And people are like, it's bad because the F1 season was bad. So with Wrexham, right. like the FA Cup game happened, and there was a lot of people who were like, I don't want to ruin the show, so I don't want to watch the game. <laughs> I heard one that, of those I, no, I'm not one of those people, but okay. I legitimately heard a lot of my friends being like, yeah, don't tell me what happened in the game. I'm going to wait until <laughs> Wrexham tells That's absurd. It's like <laughs> you go to it. see the Titanic. Everyone knows the boat sinks. <laughs> you still watch the movie if you're going to watch that movie, right? That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That's a um, – no, I did not know people do that, but, I mean, credit to <laughs> – I, I guess credit their commitment to, like – Really show. don't want don't spoil it yeah. for me. Don't spoil real life for me because I can't handle it. <laughs> Which spoilers, it's not as good as the show because the show is produced. Exactly. If okay. you edit out all the boring stuff, it's really yeah. fun. I, I did love the, you know, the 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 debate of like why is Wrexham getting so much attention from ESPN yeah. and didn't they didn't do the same for uh, MLS and blah blah blah, but look, it shows that people care enough to have a really annoying Arguments yeah, about something. true. People are passionate. You're right. <laughs> that's a good sign. I'm really glad that's what you tapped into there. Not the angst, not the anger. No, nah, dude. That's yeah. it. It's just like engagement. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We'll, we'll take it. You know, like the, it, like the strategy now and a lot of um, uh, on social media, I don't know if you've heard this, but this is like a real tactic that people have used to gain popularity where they make content deliberately like wrong, like they may say a word wrong. Oh, interesting. They do. They, they say something incorrectly. So a lot of comments. So the comments are like, "That's not how." You, well, actually, <laughs> that's not how it's said. 
And then these, and then the algorithm is like, oh wow, this Everyone's person's getting a lot of games. Let's push this out to more people so that they can also correct yeah. them. And that's a and people get millions of followers doing stuff. All like that. publicity is good publicity. Exactly. Clearly, that's what we're doing on the show. <laughs> Every time we've been wrong so far, we've been doing that tactic. I was gonna say Blangola comes. To Blangola, mind. it's a whole other thing. We, we uh, Alexis uh, a couple weeks ago asked me the question: What country would I want to be the president of? Just literally, literally out of nowhere, and I said Angola. And then we went to a whole tirade. About I don't think that would be an easy one. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't so. think being the president of Angola would be easy. I'm not saying it's the wrong answer. I just, Look, I'm just, I'm here I for. Think a, you have a lot of work to I'm do. I'm here for a, a, a project. Okay, I'm like oh, Marcelo okay. Bielsa, Got bro. It. Yeah, you want to start at the bottom and then build. Yeah. Um, Bielsa and normally quits after six weeks. So okay. So I wouldn't. If I, if, for all of our Angola listeners, I wouldn't get too attached to Christian over here. So then he started saying that he would be the president of. Langola nice, because of the whole thing nice. and you know how it is. All right. Uh, Alexis is funny even when he's not here. <laughs> Look at that. I, I hate to have to explain Alexis's jokes uh, even when he's not here. Okay. Uh, but I want to, so I want to talk about, um, so we were talking about, look, oh, we're going to talk about MLS now. <laughs> the, um, so we were talking about, um, Wrexham, the stuff and, and people are having the debate about ESPN yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then this photo, uh, came up about the, so the first game Nashville Ooh. played against NYCFC. And, and uh, for our audio listeners, uh, I'm showing a picture from a World Soccer Talk. And uh, the top of the image is showing the Apple broadcast, which is obviously in, in 106 Beam in down Park. from a bit space show. <laughs> I mean, in a gorgeous studio in, uh, you know, in Harlem. And then uh, the homies, John Strong and Stu Holden, uh, just uh, sitting in what is looks like a janitor closet. <laughs> Uh, with the DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash <laughs> was holding them hostage while they were Shout out DoorDash. But they get delivered food where, exactly. wherever they want. They, should, they could have delivered the course Life. We yeah. should have worked with them. Um, but look, and, and it's not, look, uh, this is obviously the comparison of what the broadcast was on Fox and what it was on, on Apple TV. And, and we, we, I mean, Apple TV looked incredible. The picture quality was incredible. And then also, the, the, the picture quality on Fox was way way beneath what yeah. it was on apple tv but it's what we we've grown up with and what we're, what we're sort yeah. of used to but so i don't i don't point this just to like sort of make fun of anybody in uh particular but it it, it says something to again just the this this kind of stuff matters the yeah. optics of it matter a little bit and it's not to say that that Fox never tried or anything because that it clearly isn't the case. But then they're, they're not gonna go all in for every single game. But the, the, this part of me feels like intentional. It, you know what? <laughs> you I mean? think that they were like, "Oh, you guys are gonna put a lot into this. We're gonna do nothing." You don't think we could do worse? We could do because worse. in comparison, it yeah. just it looks so stark. I mean, they it's not they. And this game was on Fox Fox, right? It wasn't even FS1. I think I it was think on. So Fox. yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the games that they have packaged for are on big fo so they're like everyone gets them. yeah i mean they normally do that in studio at the yeah. at the desk and it's like not the it looks like a newsroom sort yeah. of it's not the fancy like thing to and Daros, Alexi Lala yeah. is talking about stuff it's all it's it's been good yeah. um but th this for this particular game and this particular decision to make it look this particular way yeah. is like bro they, they could have done just a tad more. <laughs> or they Tom couldn't have. <laughs> Mike Thomas is the, in the spoiler <laughs> is about it, this whole thing. Yeah, it's like out of out of is it spite? I don't know what it is. But I, 
Listen, yeah, I, you know, your ex and you're still going to be friends, right, right, but right, it's right, not right. the same. Mm-hmm. So I get that a little bit. Uh, also, it's amazing because they're physically in person together, which means some one of them traveled to be in Without that space. <laughs> it's not like, oh, well, this is the best I could do at home. <laughs> like, I'll tape something up. They, someone got on a plane to get to that 100%. place, whether it was Stu or John. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was John because John, I think, lives in... Portland, Portland, I yeah. believe, and and I and their studios, I believe. Stu lives next to John Legend, so we assume he lives in. Oh, LA. that's right. They're best friends. They're best. They're God. They yeah. are good friends. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a, it's a thing I rarely bring up anytime I see him, but I weird you should bring it up. You should bring up to other people that you know, <laughs> Stu Holden, who knows John Legend. That's probably the move you need to make. Yeah, this uh, some of the people in American soccer are like well more well connected than than we know, than yeah. we realize, or whatever. Like, well, there's like the. Um, when I was in college, I broadcast my college teams, mm-hmm. and they would call non-athletes muggles. Okay. <laughs> so all the athletes, Shout out, the high-level athletes, yeah, yeah. were like the wizards of the world. And I think pro soccer players enter into that space where they're like, oh, we're like sort of celebrities. And when we meet someone, we do like a head nod. Sure. We have the secret code, handshake, whatever. But they're like, not, not all of them are that famous on their own. But they're allowed to be in that. Totally. They get accepted to Hogwarts. They're just Hufflepuff. Okay. (laughs) There's something about, yeah, even when we interview a lot of uh, some of the soccer players and we'll say like, I usually ask them like, have you ever met a comedian before? Because sometimes they'll be on the show and they have no idea what to expect. They Sometimes they think like, am I supposed to be funny too? And all that stuff. I'm like, we're not putting that responsibility yeah. on you. Uh, we're but- professionals. You guys don't have to be at our level. <laughs> but the uh, most of the time, almost anybody asks, whether it's a you know NWSL player, MLS player, they're like, no, I've literally never met a comedian, which is, it's one of those things where like you would hope that the soccer world yeah. and entertainment world were overlapping a little bit more. So one of the things with that is cities. Right. right. Comedians all pool in L.A. and New York. Totally. And so a lot of the players are big deals in, you know, I'm sure there's SKC guys who are friends with, you know, Pat Mahomes or whatever. Right. right. Or um, or current players, but not it's not going to happen with comedians. Also, that might unfortunately be a knock on some comedians who they do know. But they don't know that they're comedians <laughs> or they don't consider themselves, right? Like I mean, Julian Gressel may have been friends with people who are comedians and they don't know. So that might be okay. Harsh. Yeah. Well, because like SKC especially has like Paul Rudd, right? Paul Rudd is a big Sporting He's Kansas a big City fan. fan. He's a big KC, like everything. I right, think. right, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I've seen him at games. They and have stuff. some celebrities, I think. It's hard for me to like. As a New Yorker, mm-hmm. you watch the Knicks game and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of celebrities here. Then you right. go to like a Cavs game and they're like, look who's here. Like the <laughs> one person. They make a big deal about it. And it's yeah. normally an athlete from one of the other sports in the city. Sure, sure. So I think the, la- the celebrity yeah, yeah. In Cleveland, it's like the, the front row is like, you know, the head of the, you know, uh, you know, Brooks Construction Company. <laughs> <laughs> All states most, most closest uh, employee of the month. Or yeah. something. Let's uh, give a cardboard cutout of LeBron courts. Probably. Um, also, no disrespect to people who live in cities that aren't New York. Uh, complete disrespect. <laughs> but some disrespect. I mean, it's about <laughs> well, doing comedy in them, especially LA. Doing comedy in them can be a little challenging sometimes. So that, that's all I'll say. What's uh, your uh, low key city that's like not a big city that has been good for you for comedy? Um. Oh man, what's a good city that I've really, really enjoyed? Um, Atlanta. I mean, it's not. I guess yeah, that's not a small. It's a big city. Yeah. Um, but like people laugh. Is that what you mean by they, good city? They, they laugh, and they're also like 
like on board. With, yeah. Like I've done shows in like Maryland or like Virginia where they're like, and it's like, all right, it's like, well, the where the local comic that's like, man, you know, buried on the street, <laughs> and the people are literally losing their minds, and then you talk about to them about anything else, yeah. and they're like, no, I don't get it. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's this yank talking about? <laughs> Do a joke about the bar on Main Street. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't want it. Yeah. So those are not fun. Those you got to have fun. willing laughers. You have to have willing participants. Totally. So, and there are certain cities that like, um, or, or or communities that like foster good, like just comedy. Like who sort of just get comedy. Like, yeah. Vermont has a really great comedy club, and and it's just okay. a community of people that just love comedy and stuff yeah. like that. There's uh, there's certain spots. Uh, uh, so yeah. And it's, I assume all of the comedy in Vermont is organic. <laughs> okay, it's sticky because it's uh, maple syrup. Right. About over. <laughs> Shout out Vermont Green, by the way. I was gonna wear my Vermont Green jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. friends are on that team. I'm stoked. Year two is coming. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. kids uh, look great. Um, the okay, I want so uh, I, I do want to talk about uh, since we're talking about New York, let's talk about NYCFC. They did play against Nashville at, uh, at Geodis Park um, uh, and got blanked two nil. Um, but uh, did you, I assume you watched this game. I did watch yeah, this, this game. This was the first yeah. one. And um, what, what, what were your first thoughts? I mean, uh, as an NYCFC fan, mm-hmm. watching, um, you know, the, my first thought was like, um, you know, I miss everybody who left, obviously. <laughs> and Maxi Morales, obviously not having Maxi Morales, not having Alexander Collins um, was already like my, my main concern. Yeah. But then I think once I saw the lineup and... You know, I, I'll 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 be honest. The I, I think they had uh, 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 um, Mateus uh, Pellegrini as the ten. Yeah. And I, I I don't see, I don't see him as no. the ten. I don't That's, think he does. <laughs> so, he did not look happy. Yeah, it's a you know he he I think he had a couple decent chances, but just like again the link up of like that person in the midfield to mm-hmm. replace Max Morales that doesn't seem like the no, guy. It does not at all, and he was only one of multiple players I think who looked like they were playing in the wrong position okay which is not a positive right. and it's not a positive for the guys who are returning like Talos Magno and Andrade where it's like they're out of position I talked about this on ETR yesterday with Tavon Gray where like I saw Tavon Gray as a young player as a center back okay. so I get like he filled in at right back because he's good and there was a spot of need but you come through an off season. Why is he your starting right back still like either put him in a position to succeed or your team but I think you see there's probably too many players out of position where the uh, other ones can't carry them. Like, this is what I always talk about in MLS is NYCFC has been able to bring in a lot of young players and have them produce because the baseline is Maxi Morales, Alex Collins, Sean Johnson. Like, it's easier for them in MLS than it is for players that were coming into Cincinnati because the guys next to them knew what was up and they were good. Right. That baseline doesn't exist anymore. So now the question is, like, if you bring in new guys now – how much harder is it for them because they don't have the Maxi Morales of the world to lean on? Um, my question for you as an NYCFC fan. Go for it. As someone who supports the club, you have an offseason where your players go to other CFG clubs. Right. Like, the what EFG. is the feeling as a fan watching your team take your players <laughs> to, to, to their other teams? Like, right. how do you process They, like, that? move to a different department yeah, in the company. Right. <laughs> Um, the feeling is not a, I think a lot of people kind of expected this or sort of saw this coming. So it's not a, um, uh, and I think maybe because I 
have met these players personally and and genuinely happy for their like personal success right. that I don't take it I don't take it personally that they want to move on to like a, a better or bigger opportunity or anything like that. So say like when Tati left, when Tati left, I, I kind of understood it. Right. Uh, he was just playing too well to even stay. Like, right. And even after uh, NYCFC won MLS Cup and I was at City Hall and he was giving his speech, thanking the fans. It was a it was beautiful to play for this team. <laughs> and, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then come preseason, he's like, oh, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. I'm committed <laughs> to the cause. So. You you can tell there's uh you know there's there's you know it's business or whatever I think a lot of players understand that as well I mean and and I think fans do maybe NYCFC fans understand it even uh, are forced to understand it to yeah. a higher uh, degree but the the so the frustration isn't in in that the players we know that they're gonna go mm-hmm. it's that they're not being replaced being replaced it's not even that they're not being replaced because that that isn't exactly the case I think they're they're giving the younger players an opportunity to fill those roles but this was a weird season where so many big players left and I think um the decisions that were made might have been made with the thought that some of the players were not leaving Mm. so like like Right. Like, like especially Sean Johnson, yeah. yeah, right. I think Maxi was probably a bit of a surprise because yeah. I know he said that essentially he was leaving because he he was. It's probably his last year, right? It's time he, to go home, and he wanted to. He wanted his kids to see him play for his childhood club. I love that. So, it's so again, I totally respect it. Yeah. And so I, I think for the NYCFC front office, there were some surprises, and I think. I think they probably thought they were going to keep Sean Johnson, right. and I think they probably thought they were going to keep uh, Alexander Collins. And then it, it just got to the point where it was too late in the window to really yeah. bring in probably the people you really want to bring in. The Collins one is fascinating because he, again, right, as a free agent, he clearly couldn't come to terms with NYCFC. Right. But not in – they something about the negotiation was clearly above board enough that he wasn't upset with CFG. Of course. Because then he goes to another team. <laughs> and that's the part where it's like, I think, weird to handle, which is you would think if he felt that strongly about the organization that he could stay at NYCFC, right? He clearly likes David Lee or yeah. parts of CFG, whatever parts he interacted with, he likes enough to stay, just not, I guess, for the money in MLS, which is part of the MLS rules. That's a pain as well, is you can't give guys raises yeah. at the same level that you could sign him. Robin uh, Robin Tagini in the chat, uh, who you know, yeah. uh, obviously the Tagini family. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, says it's she says it's part of the design, and then uh, Gavincho in the chat said uh, Tati made a mistake. I think other than money, it was just an ant move. Actually, I mean, I've actually been watching a couple of Hidona matches, yeah. and. He's fitting in yeah. to that team. Yeah, he's scoring a couple of goals. He might have like four or five goals already this season. Um, he's taking penalties. He's already kind of stepping in yeah. and being a little bit of a leader uh, for that team. I, I think he's going to keep them up, which I think is probably the main thing. But I've already heard rumors of like, you know, Tottenham interested and yeah. in, in, uh, uh, Premier League clubs interested. Well, in him. I actually, yeah, I disagree with Kivincho there because he clearly had maxed out in MLS. Right. So like with him, there was no other path forward. And it wasn't the move up that he wanted it to be. It was slightly lateral, a little bit raised, uh-huh. but he had no other choice because if you win a golden boot in an MLS cup and everyone's like, yeah, we haven't seen enough. You can't just keep doing that because no one's going to change their answer. Exactly. And and also you're not going to be like rewarded financially no. for that success yeah. either. So that's the, that's the part. The ceiling is, is fi- at least financially is very low uh, in MLS yeah. unless you're, 
Insigne, right? Yeah. Uh, so. And then you can get hurt and make <laughs> nine and a half million dollars, which is great for him. I will say this. Uh, Eber looks pretty good for Seattle, so that's Bro, you know a bit how of mad a <laughs> You have that, to be. That has to. That was the one, especially after what. Look, they put Talis Magno uh, uh, to play uh, striker, which we all. I think Robin, we all, we've met. Robin says we've never met. We met in Atlanta. Oh, there. I'm you. offended. <laughs> I'm offended. But continue. <laughs> but so you know, he, he clearly does not look. Um, not that he doesn't look comfortable but he's just like the type of player that he is is like he needs to be on the left side and and he's such a, a, a unbelievable he's a very deceptive dribbler mm-hmm. have you know like where you can't really tell where he's going he's not the fastest guy in the world but he just like he can start and stop almost better than any defender in the yeah. league and you really can't get the ball away from him but but in wide spaces that's ideal but mm-hmm. when you ask him to like do some hold-up play and stuff like that. That's just not yeah. his game. Uh, and then when they did the switch and put Thiago uh, at the nine and and had him out wide, it, I think they, they looked a lot better. NYCFC looked a lot better yeah. in that second half. But Although he kept looking hurt every time he took a yeah, shot. Yeah, I didn't get that either. And Mo was right. He kept bringing it up. And I think Mo was like waiting for the like the trainer to come on to look at it and he just kept playing right. with this thing which i think is like there's i mean who i'm trying to think of who would they have even replaced him oh, well with. that's part of the problem and that's and there's that. no so what they would have done well so seagal seagal whatever we're gonna call him uh-huh. he's a center forward right um, he, yeah, he's from i think nycfc two where did no he, come from? he was in german he's american oh. but he was got in it, a german okay, academy okay. at some bundesliga club he never made a first team debut but their big thing with them is you're going to play Tiago, Gabi Prayer. Pellegrini's also a forward. Like, right, that's right, who right. he is. So it would have just been probably like bring in Andres Jason or one of them and slide someone else into the middle or out left, whatever you're going to do yeah. with the team. I mean, they, they didn't, especially in that second half, I thought uh, NYCFC would tie the game. Yeah, and then, then Honey Mukhtar comes, comes yeah. in. And it was a little bit like on the broadcast, I think Mo was uh, mentioning it as well. Like, oh, when you get to bring this guy off the bench, you know, that's a big advantage. And then I'm like, whatever, but NYCFC, they're <laughs> playing great. They're second half. Honey's not going to do anything. He's coming off of him and injuries recovering. He's not going to really give it his all. And all oh, he did, he gave it his all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he made off a great pass um, uh, to to uh, the what are we gonna call Jacob Schaffelberg? He's got a mullet. He's Canadian. He's from Nova Scotia. <laughs> Nova Scotia, I think it is. Yeah, he's like yeah. the only pro player ever to oh, wow. come out of whatever province. I think it's Nova Scotia. That one's on the east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I looks like a be, hockey player. He does look like <laughs> a hockey player, which is not far off. There's probably a lot of hockey players that come from there. Yeah, there's a lot of potential nicknames out there for him. I would like to hear more of them. Okay. Yeah. Shout I'm out Nashville as well for the celebration on their first goal with, the uh, with that was, yeah, Cash yeah. and Ring of Fire. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Zimmer- Which was great because I had just gotten ragged. Doyle, I wore the Nashville kit last week. Mm-hmm. Doyle said, what's your favorite Johnny Cash song? I said to Ring of Fire mainly because I... Didn't know he was gonna ask me that question. I couldn't think of anything. What else. was the song you said? Oh, Bring Man- a Fire. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, Benefer, yeah. Then they are, and then I got trashed on Twitter from Nashville fans being like, oh, I bet, dude. Couldn't pick a better song. <laughs> and then Walker Zimmerman did the celebration. And I just added Walker <laughs> on all the responses. And I was like, just tell Walker that thing. Nice. Don't tell me. Tell your boy Walker Zimmerman. I'm a, a, a Folsom prison. Okay. That's my that's yeah. probably my favorite Johnny yeah. song. To get to, to he, uh, there's like a, I just found out there's a portrait of him or a mural of him in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So there's love for Johnny everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Absolute legend. Okay. I just saw that Elvis movie also, by that the way. Was it. it was actually really good. Oh, was it? I did not. I think it's because it's a Baz Luhrmann uh, yeah. film. It's just like he can make anything yeah. entertaining. I mean, Baz Luhrmann 
films are like uh, you know a one long TikTok or whatever. <laughs> like <they're> just, <laughs> the, the editing is crazy. Yeah, and a lot of colors. I will say, if you're ever in Nashville, go to Graceland because okay. I didn't think I'd want to, and someone made me go, and it was really fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we'll, we got it all. We'll do. We'll we got do. all the Elvis stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I did. So I did love the picture that they that they took for the, for the celebration. It was very yeah. iconic. But it was one of those. Why? What? Why was it against my team? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, you guys are in that bad category right now. Where I've done a bunch of content this week, where people are like, "Who's the best team? Who looked the best?" And it's like Nashville, but because maybe NYCFC are bad. Yeah. Where it's like you have that dichotomy, right? DC looked good. But we think it might be because TFC sucks. So like NYCFC, unfortunately, are in that <laughs> in that little category. Well, I think right um, uh, uh, Santiago Rodriguez is coming back, yeah. and and hopefully that's uh, soon. And I I believe he will be the yeah. ten. Uh, and so I think the team will. You know. And James Sands, let's get that going again. Right, right, right. I hear, I've heard that uh, yeah. too. So that'd be pretty dope. Okay. Um. All right. A couple other. Oh, I do want to talk about Toronto and DC. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you? Uh. Maybe I could get this photo on screen. Did you see the photo? Of Teddy, my guy Teddy. No, no, no. I that photo is great too. But I uh, before we get to that photo, um, the photo of uh, who's a uh, young Gotti, uh, Yo Gotti, uh, with because uh, he's an owner. I think. He's one of the owners, but he took a photo with um, uh, oh, why am I forgetting his name from Clips? Uh, here we go. Push a T. Oh wow. This just is, hanging out at the game. This is this is fun. Yeah, I'm. I was. Sake I saw this. MLS is cool. Bro, this is just uh, getting another example yeah. of why MLS is the coolest league in the world. All yeah. right. Um, but yeah, this was so they left this game being like this DC United team's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy. Look, after uh, Di Pietro, Coup Di Pietro scored that goal. Yeah. I was just happy. I, I love the 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 video of this the the, the you know the coaches mm-hmm. the DC United coach. I just, you know, we haven't seen Wayne Rooney that no, happy. We haven't. Even when he, you know, he passed the, the you know, that 80-yard that ball yeah. or whatever. To Lucho. To, to Lucho. He was, he just, was he walked he back. Walked, he was just so He tough. also had run the full <laughs> field to get the ball. But, so Rooney was done at that point. But you would think that would be just a, a great moment to celebrate. And, yeah. but, I, but seeing Wayne Rooney celebrate as a manager, yeah. it's like a different, like I, I appreciate it in a, in a different way. And given that... The DC had such a bad uh, year last year. Uh, it's I was it was good to see, but the but yeah. So like kind of what you were just mentioning. This is it. Is DC United good or uh, TFC just I think very TFC's bad? Think TFC's bad. Okay. I think DC's better than they were. So okay. like I don't know that DC would have won that game last year. Right. But I also think TFC might be bad. Now I don't think TFC's permanently bad. Like I think Bernadeski's so good. I think Osorio's good enough. I think there's pieces in there that's good enough that they will win games. They're not going to be like the wooden spoon. Right. But this, I think this weekend was not a good weekend because you got a lot of pieces new that didn't look cohesive, and then Insigne gets hurt. Right. And, like, that seemed to just take everything out of them. They fought back. They went up 2-1. Mm-hmm. But not really in a way that felt real, right? <laughs> like, it felt it felt like 2-2 was coming. I think 3-2 was a bit of a surprise. But when you watch the game, like, DC was banging on the door. The second goal felt like it was coming. Benteke had had looks. Yeah. Um, that felt real. And TFC is going to struggle because they're going to struggle out of possession. They can't really close down that well. And individually, I don't know that the defenders are good enough. And so then you get into, like, you need to have the ball all the time to win. 
how do you create chances though and take risks if you need the ball all the time, right? right? right, right. Bernadeschi takes four guys on. If he loses it, now it's like a fire drill going back the other way. But he has to take on four guys <laughs> to score goals. <laughs> so you're like stuck in this in-between place. And he's like he he's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. He's a freak. He's gigantic. Really? For what he does. I think, I mean, that's just me saying. Right, that. right. Okay, now right. I got to look up his <laughs> I don't know how tall he is. Uh, but he looks, I mean, maybe it's in comparison to Insigne, and that's my problem. Let's see. They're going to give it to me in like, oh, he's 6'1". Okay. So like for a soccer player, for, that's yeah, pretty yeah. big. For a winger who's like, oh, he's like a dribbler and a creator, that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. And he's like built. So he's impressive on his own, and I think he'll score goals and create chances. But TFC... They lost Insigne. They bring on Io Akinoli. They only made one more sub for the rest right, of the they, game. They made two total, yeah. And I, one was in the 30th minute. Where you see some teams, if they bring a guy on the 30th, they will sub him out again because, like, you don't really have fresh legs to be an attacking game changer at the end of the game. So this TFC team couldn't afford the injury. They got the injury that they couldn't afford in Insigne immediately. And they already didn't have enough depth. They just cut a player in Caden Chung. <laughs> they don't have players to cut. I don't know where they get off cutting I, players. I know Bob Bradley said something about that we that he felt like the like the third goal was coming with yeah, the players the on momentum. the pitch, so he didn't want to change anything. Yeah, that's what I would say too if I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? What else are you gonna say? And I will say this at the start of every sentence: I think Bob Bradley is the smartest soccer person in connected to the US. Okay. Either American or American connected, whatever it is. I think he's genuinely a genius about the sport. Right. So I don't question really him, but I don't think the pieces are there right. for it to be effective. And he can get water out of a stone, but at what point are we talking about you have two of the four most expensive players in the league. They're not probably going to be cup contenders. And like right. that kind of has nothing to do with him, except the only one that might is his unwillingness to acknowledge Michael's age and descent <laughs> or whatever you want to call to it. keep up with yeah. anybody else. And they can't protect him enough. It's it's tough to watch because I think Michael's a legend. And, Without a doubt, yeah. And he built TFC, one, like besides what he did for the national team, him coming back to TFC, they were, they had no history of success. He chose to come there. He stayed for a really long time. He brought Josie. He brought yeah. other pieces. He was part of the recruitment over and over. Three MLS Cups or in a row? What, what, what was that? Three, three and, and four years? Four. Yeah, three yeah, and yeah. four, and they won one. They won Canadian championships. They should have won a CCL. I think that's like right. the big – that was the big loss to me of like they should have won that game. Marky Delgado had a chance. They had PKs. Um, and you just wish this all could be handled a little better. Mm -hmm. And we could be wrong, right? He's so smart that maybe he figures out a way to make it all work still. Um, but it's pretty unfortunate that that's like the way it feels like it's going to go yeah. out. And, and and more than anything, he's uh, just going to be re remembered for not qualifying for the World Cup in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> to gets, a lot of people. He still gets booed Which for I that. think is why he still lives in Canada. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding when I say that thing happened. And I think he was like, this country sucks. I'm just going to beat Toronto. I'm an, I'm on Ontarian. Was that right, what you right. call it? Ontaranian? <laughs> like, I'm not even American anymore. Uh, it's just remarkable. Yeah. I, I was worried about uh, I mean, Sean Johnson gave up those three goals. Yeah. Uh, who's, uh, he's obviously the new goalkeeper uh, for Toronto FC. And there was a little bit of like, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> hope it was worth it. <laughs> oh, man. You're just, 
You do that thing where you don't click on their Instagram to watch the video, but you like let it run through. So it comes up and you're like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I had steak last night, too. Like, I could do the same thing. Okay, I'm watching your stories. Don't worry about yeah, it. He just, he just, for Sean, it's just if he goes and lives there and everything costs Canadian dollars, but he's making U.S. dollars, right. he's getting an increase without ever doing anything. Oh, sure. Right. So that's for Sean. It's just a money thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's a business decision. Probably like, you know, last probably big contract. And yeah. I, don't, I don't blame him. But, you know. it is an, His is an interesting one because, again, offense to all your cities. He lived in New York. Right. So it's not like, oh, you know, I want to go live in Toronto and be a big. He won a title here. He yeah. lives in New York. Like, it felt somewhat of a lateral move to me. Um, and I think maybe he just wanted something new and yeah, yeah. that's fair. But that was the one that actually surprised me the most, more than Collins, even more than Maxi. Okay. Um, I'd say okay. of all those, because there isn't a clear reason except just doing something else yeah, that yeah. he went to TFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, without, I, in my opinion, he's, he's will always be a legend yeah. at NYCFC. And like, I, I guess there's the, the, the moment I'm uh, hoping for is, you know, when NYCFC opened their stadium, uh, in 2027, I, I don't know what player from the championship winning team could still be on the roster necessarily. Yeah, um, interesting. I don't think Sean probably wouldn't have been that person. Yeah. But I, I just want that acknowledgement for, you know, when we get a proper size banner uh, right. in that stadium. They're uh, just going to build the stadium as a banner <laughs> <laughs> just to overcorrect on it. You just show up and it's a flat stadium <laughs> with the banner in the middle. Okay. Just so no more jokes. All right. Um, but yeah. So I think uh, Sean Johnson Philly got you guys on this weekend. The Eastern Conference winner thing. Was oh. like 18 times the size of your championship banner. Okay. Yeah. But that, that begs the question, is it worth it to hang the Eastern Conference banner or would you rather have the small, the small championship. championship? I think banner. most people would take the small championship one. Yeah. But I think it's a flex to be like, oh, you guys won, but we're still out here. <laughs> Our banner is still energy. bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, it's it's the Yankees. Everybody knows the Yankees are the, are the ones that yeah. determine the size of the banner. That's what we're Mets fans. Okay. Let's go Mets. LGM. Let's go Mets. <laughs> That's baby right here. <laughs> okay. And Knicks, IQ, Brunson, let's go. Let's go. It's a great time to be in New York. Always. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at my twin. Knicks right? <laughs> 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 tape. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, uh, we'll wrap up uh, with with a couple things. I, I've seen a couple questions in the chat as well. So uh, please, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. I love to get the to chat, them. by the way. This is the best part of doing the show. They're crushing like, it. To actually interact with people and have fun with other people. Okay. All right. So, uh, you heard it here first. Uh, David Goss says this show is more fun than extra time. You heard it. Hundred percent. I wouldn't even question that. <laughs> okay. That's a title. We got our title. Yeah, that's the title. <laughs> I, I want to talk about this real quick because this is uh, obviously it's also relevant to the uh, the the Meadowlark uh, family, right? Uh, so Lionel Messi is uh, rumored mm -hmm. to be you know uh, have interest in uh, coming to uh, enter Miami and obviously in playing in Major League Soccer Mike Ryan Ruiz uh, who has, has been on the show you hear him on Levitard show every day uh, he's he's kind of having like a, a, a back and forth uh, he's been having this for the last few weeks with People who uh, look, look, he's arguing with Fabrizio Romano, Bro, who is that's, not many people. That's the deep end. <laughs> that's going straight into the deep end. So not many people will will comment on a Fabrizio tweet yeah. and be like, Fabrizio, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. <laughs> 
what I heard, my birdies. It's a little bit different than what you're hearing. But look, the last few weeks, I've been hearing that PSG are the front runners to re-sign Messi this summer. Um, we, we know he's going to be a free agent and, and clearly clubs are interested, the mm-hmm. ones who can afford to pay uh, someone like him. But Mike Ryan Rees clearly has some, uh, he's an insider <laughs> <laughs> that I, I got to I gotta hit him up. I'm going to text him and be like, yo, how you know this stuff? And but, then he just, you FaceTime him and he's sitting there so nasty. <laughs> he's like, we actually are neighbors in Paris. <laughs> I fly back to Miami every day. So Fabrizio Romano uh, on February 3rd puts out a tweet saying, uh, meeting in February to get the new contract signed as soon as possible. Plan confirmed already as already revealed yesterday in regards to Messi mm-hmm. signing for PSG. Mike Ryan Ruiz quote tweets Fabrizio and says, Messi's camp is in daily <laughs> communication with Inter Miami. Indications made directly to club that are, me- uh, that, are that Messi remains extremely interested in Inter Miami's offer. Uh, Inter Miami, uh, is, uh, their confidence has only grown over time. So very contradictory yeah. to what Fabrizio is saying, uh, that, that it's, not, it's not a one-horse race. Inter Miami are still in this. And and I want to uh, so I want to go back to back in the in the thread a little bit too, because uh, Juan Arango, who is uh, in, uh, an announcer, he's on uh, Apple TV. He covers he covers uh, uh, MLS in, in Spanish, um, and uh, and I've, I've known on Twitter for years. But he's someone who I've never met. But he's he is a person on Twitter that I I, I remember when I first started. You know, I can't, I'm a stand-up comic, so when I had to, like, learn about the game, I'm like, let me follow this dude because yeah. he clearly he looked like he knows what, what's yeah, going he on. he covers a ton of stuff. Covers a ton of stuff. He, he, especially, he, he's a very strong advocate for, like, people who kind of put down uh, um, soccer in, like, Spanish countries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He's always trying to make people aware of, like, really how popular the game is and how knowledgeable a lot of people are that are not in England yeah. and not in America and stuff like that. Um, but then he, he's a person who gets in debates with people all the time. Well, and he's, it's very entertaining yeah. to people who are not <laughs> the people who are not him or the people he's arguing with. Right. So I love watching it. But then he quote tweets uh, Mike Ryan Ruiz. He goes again. Messi and his group have only in caps <laughs> spoken to one team as of sin- as of since the World Cup PSG. So he's saying Mike Ryan Ruiz. Bro, he's on the Fabrizio he, side. You don't know yeah. what you're talking about. So he's I'm, taking. He's so I'm like, he comes in Juan on his must, side. Juan is getting some information, and clearly Mike Ranrees is incorrect. He must not know exactly what's going on because now it's two v one. Yeah. Uh, and then I go back in the thread as well, and again, <laughs> Mike Ranrees is like, and again, no. He goes quote, and again, no. You remain a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> so, and look, and there's there's a whole other debate. He's got a whole well. thing going on. I don't want to get in this mess yeah. either. Well, it sounds like you do. <laughs> you, you put it on the screen and you brought it up. It's, people can read it if they wish or whatever. But uh, so uh, because you are, are more uh, involved in Major League Soccer than uh, I am, at least. What have you heard? Can you uh, can, do you have any? Uh, does Tom Boger know anything? Has Tom said anything to you about? This even being a Straight possibility. Straight to the camera here. Breaking news. Lionel Messi has signed with the Houston Dynamo for the <laughs> MLS season. <laughs> the ink is dry. It's Let's done. Go. Get locked in. They don't have a DP spot, so he's going to be a TAM player. He's not even going to get paid that much. Um, <laughs> is that I wanted the eagle. Can we do the eagle on that one? 
Yeah. <laughs> America. That's how it works. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be great I, seeing Messi with uh, Hector Herrera. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come in carrying Hector stuff like, yo, Rook, you got to carry all the balls. What a duo. Um, I, I Listen, I think Mike seems to be pretty locked in or in, you know, in touch, at least on the Inter-Miami side. I would be surprised to know Fabrizio Romano sourcing with Miami. So I think what you see there right. is two people who have been told things on two different camps. Right. PSG probably believes they're the only one socket to Messi. They're going to sign him. And Inter Miami believes that they are in the running. And clearly, right. by leaving the DP spot open, they believe. That. Like, we, they, we don't need the proof. That's the gotcha. proof there. Gotcha. And I don't know that there's a decision that's been made yet. I don't know Lionel Messi. Like, we haven't hung out in a while, so I don't want to speak for him. I haven't seen him since he won the World Cup since everything. Yeah, which, and listen, I'm super happy for him. Like, right, right, right. He's just, we, been, he's just been a little bit harder to reach yeah. since, the, like, <laughs> since he lifted the World Cup trophy. There was a time where our paths divided, and, I, you know, I'm doing my thing, and I'm doing well, and he's doing his thing, right, right, and right. he's doing well. Um, I What does he have to accomplish, I guess, is the thing with PSG. Like, the question is, when if he knows that it's sort of it, you'd assume the next thing will happen. What I think is positive is it does seem like Inter-Miami is the only option as the other thing. He's not going to go to Saudi Arabia. He's mm -hmm. not going to go to China. It doesn't seem like he's going back to Argentina. So I think right now it's, is he going to stay at PSG? If not, does he? can he go back to Barcelona? And if not, it's right. probably Inter-Miami. So I think it's it's more realistic than nothing, and... Inter Miami again continues to show that they're leaving the space open for him. It's going to be a mess, right? If they wait for him all year, then he comes, then they got to get him fit again, then whatever. It's going to be a shit show, and I think it's going to be the most entertaining shit show we've had, <laughs> we've had in a really long time. We've done this before. I remember watching the friendly that David Beckham came off the bench against Chelsea for. He wasn't even playing in MLS yet. They followed him around, and then he like didn't play for four more months because he was injured. And that was like ESPN got their moment. Right, right. Chelsea, Beckham, <laughs> Galaxy, MLS is here, and he wasn't even healthy, and it was all fake. We're going to do one of those again. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, there, uh, there was a, uh, I think it was on Fox. It was like a uh, Beckham documentary, Beckham to LA yeah. documentary that I saw, and it highlighted that it exact so moment great. of like how all the, all the photographers taking every photo of him, and it's like him, uh, he was, who came out for him? It was, um, uh, off for him? Um, it was this dude um, uh, who played for San Jose Galaxy, Colorado. Um, Not Otero Alvarez. Uh, um, what's, well, somebody in the chat is going to remember his name. Why am I forgetting his name? San Jose, I, Sam Cronin. No, no, no. Starts with A. Alan. Uh, Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon. Yeah, Alan Gordon yeah. was the Did one. Alan Gordon play for Colorado? You may have you he, may have stepped in at the end. Did he play for Colorado? He played for Colorado at Al the end. Alan Gordon. He's played for the Chicago Fire. I don't remember him playing for the Rapids. Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon was signed on that Galaxy team because the concept was he played for both the Rapids and the Fire. There you go. There we go. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Damn. I, do you know how great I feel about <laughs> that? <laughs> the uh, well, he he lives in Colorado now. <laughs> he does. He does. He yeah. Does. As a real estate guy, because that's the most MLS thing you can do is then go sell real estate <laughs> afterwards. Or 
during your career, which is right, now right. Thing. which uh, which is, isn't doesn't like Russell Knauss yeah. do that because that's the development, you know. Right, like right. we have academies now, <laughs> so we're developing real estate agents at a younger and that, younger I, age. Somebody told me, I think it was it might have been Douglas in the chat who said um, that the, the the chant for Russell Knauss is. Uh, canals, canals, he'll sell your fucking house. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, uh, that gets me. And then Russell's on the field with flyers the whole time, like if you need a call. By the way, is DraftKings in here telling us? Yes, DraftKings is in the chat. It's like Gordo, mentioning Gordo. Yo, Yo shout out our boy, shout out our boy Hank at DraftKings. Hey, He's all Hank, up. Hank, thank you so is much. Is Hank a Rapids fan? Do you know that? I don't know. Gordon what? and Dan Kennedy's are BFFs. Yeah, Dan Kennedy, great goalkeeper in MLS. But it's, so that concept was that Beckham would be whipping in crosses. And Alan Gordon would be just burying them. Right, right. And they were going to average 25 goals and 25 assists. And I don't know that Gordon was even on the team by the time Beckham <laughs> like went to Milan, went to PSG, got healthy. The whole thing happened. Oh, sure. Not Gordon. Uh, Beckham went to Milan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was just, was just yeah. With all the respect to Alan Gordon. Alan but... Gordon, he did a trial there, but it just wasn't for him. <laughs> he, he wasn't into it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? It, uh, did I miss anything? Well, teams are still signing players. So oh, that's right, right. You were mentioning... Get locked in for that. Uh, Chicago signed a center forward while we've been sitting here. Okay, who uh, did they, they sign? They signed a U-22 Greek kid, Georgios Kustias. Okay. Uh, from Pauk. So he'll be the Pauk, center forward. Pauk was the, the owner that brought the gun on the pitch. Yes. Do you remember that? A couple was years it Pauk ago? or Ike? Oh, it was against... I think it was against Got the it. team. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know which uh, owner, but yeah, that always... I always remember Who that. is, I believe, a Russian oligarch. Oh, That okay. owner. There's good... Um, the guy who writes James Montague, he wrote the book about the Middle Eastern soccer fans. He wrote a book about supporters. Okay, okay. I think he wrote about it, and that guy, mm. that guy's doing stuff, mm. and he's got the DMs for Putin <laughs> and stuff. If okay. I'm talking about the right team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the guy who literally if brought- I'm not, <laughs> sorry to the owner <laughs> of that team. We have an old clip where we talked about this probably from like five years ago, but we did we did cover this uh, in our with our journalistic integrity, uh, as we normally do. Uh, but yes, there was an owner who was mad after a result in a game- Because of a ref. Because of a ref, and literally has a gun in a holster, and he's on the pitch. He, he definitely did get in trouble, but it was the photos are wild uh, of it. It was Pauk. Okay, I realize I have a computer in front of me, <laughs> and I can just Google things on my Apple computer. Okay, look at that. I'm, I'm right again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so they picked up a forward. Uh, Portland picked up a forward, Frank Boley, from um, Fernavacos, which is a Champions League club. Right. 29 years old, Ivorian. They've been chasing a center forward. Uh, and then SKC, it sounds like, are going to get a center back, which is beyond a need for them. Sure. So this is the tough part about MLS, and people always ask, like, oh, predictions, whatever. I put my predictions in three weeks ago. People have gotten hurt and gotten signed. <laughs> the transfer window doesn't close. It's a different league. It is. It's from a, three it's, weeks it, ago. And, it, and it goes that quickly. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Guys are still going to get sold, too, and, like, leave MLS. So it's really tough um, to, like, judge. But I would say for a lot of teams, like, you don't know what this year is going to be still because NYCFC are going to sign guys, right? Sandy Rodriguez, we know, is coming in. Yeah. There are probably more pieces that are going to come in. I think there's a number of teams that are still going to make moves. So I don't think we get so jacked up about week one. And everyone sets their decisions, right? You Because a lot of people watch week one more than they watch the rest of the week. <laughs> sure, yeah. And so everyone, you know, in, in July, someone will be like, oh, well, NYCFC, they have a shitty midfield, and this team's a mess, and Vancouver can't finish. And it's like, well, that's no longer true. Because things change. So that's just one of the things to think about is like there's still a ton of moves coming. 
Portland, I think, is interesting. It's kind of just like, ah, we can't get a great forward, so let's just have like seven right. and see if one of them works. But they Wait, have the creators. Uh, Char- Yumi Char looked like, I don't know if he's, they haven't said yeah. how serious the injury is, but it did look. Uh, he came off. He came off. 30 minutes in, yeah, yeah, which is not great. But Santiago Moreno, I'd say, is one of the better wingers in MLS. I think he's as good. Yeah. So they have some depth there. And then this Evander guy, not great in the first game, but you could see it. Like yeah. his touch is ridiculous his vision's really good like he'll create openings um but Niyashkoda and Felipe Mora who's been hurt and Espria are probably equal to Boley okay so it's like we'll just bring in another one and see if it gets better <laughs> and see if it works well yeah I mean as far as uh you know a, a team that's consistent to say the least I mean Portland they always look like yeah. they make uh, pretty good decisions because they only sign 28 year old international <laughs> players so yeah you, know, you never have but, to take but, any risks yeah Gio he knows what he's doing when yeah. he's uh, picking players um, okay I think uh, I think we're good. good real quick wanted to give a shout out to Charlotte FC and Atlanta United for their Anton Walks Tifos yes those were incredible yes because uh, and I had it on screen here uh, Atlanta United they did do a Tifo for um, for Anton Walk, so who obviously sadly uh, passed away in a, a boating accident um, uh, 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 a couple months ago. And uh, so, yes, yeah, sh- uh, uh, there were a, bu- a couple things, especially this weekend. It was very emotional because they, uh, teams, they all, every every game had a moment of, yeah. uh, of silence for Anton Walks. And then um, uh, the the media uh, booth uh, mm-hmm. for for in in every in, in every match had. Uh, you know, honoring Grant Wall uh, as well, which was uh, again it's just uh, it's 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 a thing where it's again the, like the, the, this community is obviously very small, yeah. uh, this, the soccer community, and it's it, I just I I love seeing that I guess again that appreciation, the gratitude to the the the. I don't know the people who came before us, who kind of laid the way, uh, who paved the way for for a lot of us uh, who work in media. And Grant, who uh, you know, we've said this uh, plenty of times, but Grant like was unbelievably kind to us and so many others, as yeah. it was very clear after we, we we learned after his passing that he is. It's just one of those things. Like he didn't have to be that nice. He didn't have to be that kind to two comedians, uh, <laughs> and was just always like he just believed in what we were doing. Yeah, and and kept always advocating for us and pushing for us and and so it was great to see that uh that acknowledgement from the league and like i think it was tough for a lot of teams because they wanted to do something and obviously it happens during the world cup and so there is such a big gap and i think it was the right thing for club like not to forget about that right it wasn't like oh well that happened already like this was the first opportunity right and we saw u.s soccer do it during the january window you know i think there is a lot of gratitude as you said from clubs to Grant because of the way he covered the league and the way he covered these teams and pushed teams and gave an opportunity to a lot of people. So I thought it was really nice to see that. And and the stuff with Anton, I mean, I don't really have a comparison to this. Like a guy in, in the prime of his life cut down yeah. out of nowhere around the team. Like I, I, I've not been around Charlotte. I don't know how they're handling it because I don't know how you – step on the field where he should be, right? Right, and right, right. Go through warm-ups and go into the locker room where he was. Like it is a lot. And I thought they handled it really really well. And um, I sent a message to him, but I thought Eric Krakauer, who was on the broadcast, who knows him mm-hmm. because he was the broadcaster along with Lloyd last year in Charlotte, I thought they handled it really well too, which is you want to celebrate that person's life, but it's also a sporting event. It's, it's a tough space to be in. I thought they did 
really well. And, and I think from, from what I've been around Anton in the past and, and what I know of him, I think he would really have appreciated the way it went down. And it's just one of those things where Atlanta, you know, like he wasn't on Atlanta anymore, right, right. but he was so close to that community and that fan base. And I, I think I've said this in the past, when they were bad and he was there, he was one of the guys who would always talk and step up to speak. Yeah. He knew that one, it was our job to cover the team. So even though they were bad and never wants to hang their head and walk away, he would be there to talk. And I think he did the same with the fans. And I think you could see that interaction from the fans of them wanting to honor him, even though he's not on there, wasn't on their team anymore. Right. Uh, and I thought, it, as you said, I thought it was really beautiful and really well done. And it's going to be tough this year. Like it's going to be tough to have that as a part of it. And my hope is that Charlotte finds a way to honor him in their play where it is in the end something that you know they can strive towards right. toward for him. I think a lot of people, yeah, me too, uh, me included. Like I wanted, it would have been great to, for them to score a goal. Yeah, right? they, for it sure. Just, it was a bummer they didn't get one. They ended up losing one nil. But the the I, I don't know if you saw the, um, I, I guess at the memorial for uh, Anton Walks, uh, um, Andre uh, Shinyashiki talking about him and like their friendship and stuff yeah. like that. And he was like just brought to tears and. We've had Chinyashiki on the show, and he is—he is just such a just such a great dude, and such a—you know—a lot of times before you interview a, pl a player, you're like, oh, I don't know exactly what to expect, and then again, we're comics, we're gonna like make jokes and stuff. He was just like super down to earth, really funny, great, great guy, and and like you and and he hearing him talk about Anton Walks, you—he's like was was comfortable being vulnerable yeah. and really just talking about what his friend meant to him and uh so usually when now when i watch charlotte i'm that's like the guy i'm thinking about because you can tell through uh shinyashiki's words like how much he meant to that locker room how he meant much he meant to that fan base and stuff like that so and to like shinyashiki the reminder got traded there last like they only played together for right. six or seven months right and that's uh, that is from my understanding the personality that Anton was without a doubt without a doubt okay uh, yeah. Shinya Shiki by the way made it on my wife's um who's that guy MLS list okay she, she said he has a very nice smile oh yeah yeah he's a handsome guy. <laughs> he's a good looking dude <laughs> right I was yeah. uh, another one he's um of Japanese descent but uh, raised in Brazil yeah uh so him and uh well, I don't know if him and Klaus know each other or something like <laughs> I don't think they're friends <laughs> I think he, he went to high school in Florida <laughs> while Klaus was living in Germany but maybe they'll they'll get together soon. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys are the absolute best. Uh, David, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining me today, covering Thanks for, for me, Alexis, David. who couldn't make it today. Um, the uh, anything you want to let people, uh, you know, know where to follow you, uh, the whole thing. Anything you want to plug? Extra time? Do, do go for it. Um, no, I don't want to plug extra time. <laughs> I don't want to do it. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Everybody, can... do not listen to extra yeah. time ever. You should follow me on Twitter at Empire and then GASS. My last name. I have it on screen um, right there. Oh, whoa! Yeah, you look see, at me skydiving. Sky, I've also skydived. Yeah, where? Actually, uh, in like uh, South Jersey. Okay. Uh, maybe one day I'll play my skydive video. Yeah, my, sky my video. So my video is funny. I paid for the video because I'm like I'm never gonna do this. Yeah, again. yeah, same here. I paid yeah. For the video. So I paid for it, and I I wouldn't say I'm in TV, but I'm close enough to know what things are like. My video, and if you can see, yeah. <laughs> My video about 20 seconds after this cuts to the landing. Okay. And it's a long part of the landing. I'm pretty sure that all the footage in between, like all the parts where I'm in the sky, were not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I paid for this video and it's like, 
a ton of time with me on the ground before we take off. Decent amount in the plane, which uh-huh. was not my favorite part. Then very little in the sky, and then a bunch <laughs> with us on the ground after. And I didn't need any of that. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure all of the footage in the middle was like very bad. It's just, is it, does the footage exist and it was just a bad edit? Or I, so I, in thinking back, so we jumped, we did our little jump thing, then they pulled the shoot. Mm-hmm. And then he asked me to hold something at one point, like the ropes. I'm pretty sure our stuff got messed up and he was to be chill about it, was fixing it. Whoa. And I think the GoPro that this is was he was holding. Uh-huh. And I don't think he held it most of the time gotcha. down. And we like landed. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Here. he got you there alive. <laughs> you got you back here. So shout out to my guy. Nailed it. 100%. But I'm pretty you know sure what? that's what happened. Yeah, it would be worse if the footage existed, but you were I not mean, here. Not, yeah. <laughs> I would have probably more views online. Right, right. I mean, it'd be a hit. Than what I got. So I screenshotted this out of it. I did it in uh, Park I, Parks, not Park City, um, Lake Tahoe. Okay, okay. Because I was there on vacation. It was all my birthday. Nice. And I was like, I'm gonna change the world. I'm gonna jump out of a plane. I um, I, so I I jumped. nice. Ken goes. That's why there are two parachutes packed. <laughs> that was probably what happened. The um uh when I jumped, it but it was like a third. A third person jumping, another skydiver who was the videographer. Oh, so I had, shooting at you. Yeah. So you got the full package. So I got the, yeah, yeah the whole you deal. You did the upgrade. You, so wait, was that offered to no, you and you didn't take that it? Was okay. Not okay. Offered. <laughs> the offer was pictures or video, and I, or yeah. like, or both. And right. I was like, well, I know how to screenshot. So why right. do I need the picture? <laughs> the picture is just still shots right, of right, the right. video. So no, that was not offered. I jumped with my friend, and I guess they could have shot each other, but. He was more experienced than me, so they moved fast mm-hmm. and did like moves and stuff. Gotcha. And I didn't do anything because okay. I was pretty scared. No, I think what, what when I skydived, um, that it, it was a uh, a turning point in my life. I think after I went skydiving, I said that's the scariest thing I'll ever do. Mm. And then like probably six months six months six months later, roughly, I started doing stand up comedy. Wow. And I was like, because I was always afraid to do it. Yeah. And then once I did it, I'm like, how old were you? 23 okay 24 something like that uh and yeah changed my life and and then i i went into every kind of thing i was doing with like if i'm if i was feeling afraid of it i'm like i went skydiving bro like i mean interesting so i respect that and i kind of thought that happened for me (laughs) and now i'm the same person i feel like i missed out the thing about skydiving that i was always open to was you only need one moment of bravery okay because once you're at the plane you can't go back Mm -hmm. i don't like the like oh climb this ladder then walk on this ledge where the whole time you could turn around yeah and be scared because then i will at some point this one it was like once we got in that plane i didn't really have a choice Mm -hmm. and then once we rolled out and I wasn't going anywhere else. <laughs> and I have not found that it has helped me in life as well. Okay. As you. I'm, I, Maybe we should go skydiving again together. Bro, I could. you could be strapped to me. Yeah. <laughs> you could be my guy. But there's a place, so I go out on Long Island a lot, and there's a place that does it, and they have a, a billboard. Mm-hmm. And every time without fail, we drive by, and I say to my wife, should we go skydiving this weekend? And she says, no. This is my friend who has been skydiving. We were driving, and the billboard was up. And I said, should we go skydiving? And he said, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I shouldn't have. <laughs> the whole time where he was like, you're we don't so- have to. We can if you want to. And I was like, I should have realized. 
Like I needed the person that always is gonna say no to be like no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you don't. This, you're not following the script. Yeah, it's, right. uh, you're supposed to say no. Uh, Matt Graham in the chat just said uh, after I skydived and it said, and then it was Christian's wedding night. <laughs> well put. Amazing. Yeah, much less uh, fearful. Uh, all right, let's. I did think you were gonna say you got engaged. No, no, no. Six months later. No, no. I, I thought got, that was gonna be your moment. Of I bravery. got engaged. Uh, whoa. Oh yeah, you took my wedding, later. by the way. I took your wedding. Yeah, day. you did a Dumbo wedding. I did. Yeah, I live near there. Okay, okay. And we thought we were gonna do a whole thing, and then I saw yours, and I was like, I can't afford that, <laughs> so we can't do it here. We gotta go Literally, somewhere else. So yeah. we did Red Hook instead. That's the cheap why. version. That's why you need to hit the subscribe button here on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Okay? We're, we're here to try to recoup <laughs> the yeah. money spent on that wedding, everybody. Look great. <laughs> Go I was nearby. Didn't get invited. It was lovely. Look great. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, well, now we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Before, I had no idea. You should do it again and invite me that time. Okay. A little uh, yeah. re-wedding. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's wrap up. Uh, David Goss, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Shout out. This, thank you uh, me. Absolutely you. crushed it. Uh, great first week uh, in MLS. Go check out uh, Extra Time. Follow uh, David Goss on Twitter at Empire Goss. G-A-S-S. Uh, uh, follow us at Soccer Cooligans uh, wherever you have social media. Uh, you know, we're it's, we're in, it's, a, it's a prison. We're never getting out of it. Uh, so just, okay, let's all experience it together. Clearly you're a fan. No, it gets, uh, you know, it gets addictive yeah, and all that other stuff, you know. Um, and uh, follow us. Uh, uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash soccercooligans. Uh, there's a, uh, but we got some fun stuff uh, coming soon uh, on there. And uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to. All right, everybody. Y'all are the absolute best. I will see you next week, everybody. Peace.